the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. We'll try to put together some sort of idea for you to get to retirement. That's my goal. At times, I try to be cute. At times, I try to be funny. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, Again, my my number one push for you is retirement. So when tech stocks are in favor, I will sound like I'm in love with tech stocks. When bank stocks are in favor, I'll sound like I'm in love with bank stocks. When Bitcoin comes out, I'll try to tell you the risks of Bitcoin, not necessarily the rewards of Bitcoin. So I'm not perfect. It's super important that you know that. Um, One of the things that I do is I study perfection. I study people who are the best at it. And one of the best of the best is a man named um, Warren Buffett, right? But you may not know of like some of the other people, like David Tepper. He's worth $11.6 billion. Um, he's self-made. He founded his hedge fund, Appalachia Management, back in 1993. It manages about $15 billion. He bought the NFL Carolina Panthers for $2.3 billion earlier this year. He said that his firm has reduced its holdings of U.S. stocks recently. So when he talks, I'll listen. If you ask me what inning we're in, he said, I think it's the late innings of a baseball game. So he, he, he talks in human terms. His name's David Tepper. Um, he rode Apple up, and he has sold his entire stake in Apple. I question how Apple worth a trillion dollars is going to be worth two trillion. So I don't think Tepper is way off. I still think that they've got a cheap valuation and... It's a much bigger market, and they're selling much more expensive phones. But it will be interesting to see how long they can keep it that high. They'll, they'll do buybacks. They'll, they'll do some tricky stuff. But I like David Tepper. I like a guy named Steve Cohen. Cohen, some people would probably say borderline illegal. Um, Steve Cohen, for years, ran SAC Capital, one of the most successful hedge funds. He was forced to shut it down after he pleaded guilty to insider trading charges. He then launched Point72 Asset Management, and he started taking outside capital just uh, this year. It was previously just a family office, so you could do insider trading and come back and be a star, right? Steve Schwartzman. Anytime Tepper or Steve Cohen or Steve Schwartzman are on CMAC or Bloomberg, I basically run to the TV as if uh, it's Saturday morning cartoons, Saturday morning confusion. Um, if I could just get a transfusion from Harry the dog. Harry the dog's as big as it can be. Harry the dog had puppies last week. We didn't know it was he or she, but now we know. Um, so anyway, Schwartzman is uh, a star. You know, sometimes you could question some of these people, like, are they just getting on TV to promote themselves? And the answer is yes. In the last several years, Schwartzman has taken a backseat in the day-to-day decisions at Blackstone, but he's still pretty prominent. These are people who hire, like, Billy Joel to play their Christmas parties. 
of, you know, 100, 150 people. Carl Icahn, he comes across as brash, very New Yorkish. He is the richest man in New York. He's made a lifelong habit and lucrative career out of agitating, undervalued, and poorly managed companies. Uh, but he's done it with a, a, a high profile of companies. Like he invests in value. It could be Netflix or Time Warner or Marvel or Viacom or Philips Petroleum, RJR Nabisco, Herbalife. He's pretty hardcore. So in August, he reversed his position on U.S. health insurers, Cigna's purchase of pharmaceutical subscription on Express Scripts. Uh, he's not going to retire anytime soon. Um, I like him. Another person that you'll probably never hear of unless you follow a financial nerd like myself is Abigail Johnson. Net worth $17.3 billion. Money management is her game. CEO of mutual fund giant Fidelity Investments since 2014. Her grandfather, you know, was the company back in 1946. Uh, Johnson, who is the first woman to run Fidelity, is known for being very private, but she makes rare speeches. And when she does, she's someone in finance that you pay a lot of attention to. Ray Dalio, um, super smart guy. He also started to share some of his highly coveted investment secrets, albeit in an unorthodox manager man <clears throat> manner in 30-minute YouTube videos. So if you Google... Ray Dalio, or if you YouTube Ray Dalio, D-A-L-I-O, um, you'll go, I get it. He's taken that giving pledge where he's going to give up most of his wealth when he dies. Um, he's taken a very radical approach to success. Um, I think he's, he's pretty cool. He's pretty transparent. So he's one of those people that you kind of aspire to in the industry. Um, other people in the industry that I like enormously, obviously, uh, Thomas Petrofi, Petrofi. Um, just people who've made money and who know how to do it. And uh, some of these people that you run into are like staunch opponents to socialism or staunch opponents to uh, Nazis or staunch opponents. To, and you're like, wait, did he just say not vampires? But this guy immigrated from Hungary in 1965 with no money, didn't speak any English. Now he's one of the richest people in the world. So, but Warren Buffett, I started with Warren Buffett, I'll end with Warren Buffett. I always come back to Warren Buffett. Um, I, I'm not going to say I'm proud of him, but I, I think he does a really good job, does a really good job of helping a lot of people, not just investors. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Those are, the, my, some, those are some of my all-stars that you should pay attention to. Um, and if you want a list of Warren Buffett quotes, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. Just quotes are good enough to, to start and burn some influence into you and your family. Grab your Mickey ears and get ready for the ultimate Disney experience when Disney on Ice celebrates 100 years of magic. Magic. Be charmed by a cast of over 50, including Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Disney princesses, Disney's Frozen, they're going to bring 14 stories and 30 songs to life, leaving the whole family captivated with memories to last a lifetime. For tickets and more, visit Ticketmaster.com or KDOW.biz. That's KDOW.biz. Winner gets a four-pack of complimentary passes, which you could use for either Oakland's Oracle or San Jose's SAP. It's Disney on Ice celebrating 100 years of magic, uh, playing at Oracle Arena October 19th through the 21st. If those dates in that location works for you, good. 
If not, you can take a look a little further south on your map and see the SAP Center at San Jose, October 24th through the 28th, just in time for spooky Halloween. Um, what I like about it is you can do a nice weekend with your family, and it won't, won't cost you an arm and a leg unless you, unless you, how shall we say, overdo the concessions. Uh, call 800-516-1220 right now. It's 800-516-1220 to get that family four-pack. And uh, we'll see you there. Disney on ice. More information can be found at kdow.biz or ticketmaster.com. Winning. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. The 10-year treasury is the story so far of October, October, November, December. Every major recession that I've ever seen has been caused by the Federal Reserve making money more expensive. And that doesn't mean that wasn't the right thing to do, because that's a way of fighting inflation. But we all pay attention to the Fed right now, and we see the 10-year Treasury sitting at 3.21%. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. It's time for hockey, and I'm excited by this. Uh, the voice of uh, the San Jose Barracuda, Nick Nolenberger, has set up a nice interview for us to start off the season with Roy Sommer, head coach of the San Jose Barracuda. Uh, Summer, Roy Summer's 23rd season with the Sharks organization, 21st as the head coach. He's got big-time tenure. How are you, Coach? How you doing? Good morning. Hockey season's upon us. It's a good thing, right? It's a good day to play hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Fall is in the air. Baseball playoffs started, and now our season gets to, gets underway. Back on the west, uh, back on the east coast, when hockey season started, basically started pulling out the sweaters, but not so much in San Jose. This is your fourth year in San Jose, and you've made the playoffs each and every year. How does it feel to uh, go into the season with big expectations? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, last year was a little tough. You know, we ended up doing it the last game of the season, and actually, we found out we were going to be in the playoffs on a ride back in the bus from Stockton. I think at one point. Ten games left in the season, we had less than a one percent chance of getting in the playoffs, and went on a huge run. And the other teams we were chasing were losing, and you know we kept leapfrogging teams, and uh, you know got in the last day. Hopefully, that doesn't happen again this year with the team we've got. It's interesting that you said last season was tough because one of the things that the San Jose Barracuda did as an organization, and I went to a couple games, and it's super exciting. Uh, was he kind of committed to having one of the youngest rosters and going for a youth movement, which should help the San Jose Sharks down the road since you're their farm team, um, and they're getting older, per se. Uh, 22.74 years is the average age last year. Uh, how's the squad looking this year, and uh, do you expect them to develop? Yeah, pretty young again. I think uh, we're going to be one of the youngest teams in the league again, but uh, you know, it's like kind of like our team two years ago. We've been waiting for some of these draft picks to evolve, and mature and get out of uh you know their their colleges they were in and uh and juniors and you know i think like up the middle we've got uh probably one of the strongest teams i've had it you know up the middle at the center position in years uh this max latinoff uh he had a really good training camp played three or four exhibition games for the sharks they really like him dylan gambrell you know, high-profile guy that came out of uh, Denver. You know, Alex True 
ended up scoring 16 goals for us last year as a first-year guy. Uh, Max Fontaine, one of the top players in the Western League in the middle, and and Tim Clifton, uh, who, was, who was with our uh, team last year. So real heavy up the middle, good goaltending. Bebo's back, and we got a young kid by the name of Konar that's uh, probably – you know, we see great things from him. Uh, you know, really good pedigree that's, you know, came out of the European leagues and expect big things from him. And our defense is, we got some monsters back there. We got a, a guy by the name of Wood that's, you know, 6'6". Six, six, and uh, Jake Middleton's brother, Keaton, who's 6'7". So we've got some size back there. We got uh, forwards that can fly. And looking forward to tonight. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? Um, you're playing your first game of the season tonight against the Los Angeles Rain, uh, or the Ontario yeah, Rain. I guess is the correct way. Actually, the Ontario Rain, and they've uh, they kind of are. They're based out of L.A. now. They've moved their their team to they? L.A. next to the the L.A. Kings, and they're going to play their their games in Ontario. So they're going to have to drive to their games to play them, and then they go back to L.A. So we'll see how that works out for them. <laughs> There's going to be great tickets available, and people can sign up for tickets and get tickets at sjbarracuda.com. I take my family every year, and my kids are starting to get used to it. It's a fun atmosphere. It's loud. It's noisy. It's it's the SAP Arena. I mean, you can't beat that facility. I would imagine as an AHL coach, other coaches come in and are pretty jealous of you, Roy. Well, you know what? It's uh, you know it's an NHL rink we get to play in and, and that type of an atmosphere, and it just helps uh, the players make the jump when they do go up to San Jose. Uh, it's that much cleaner for them. You know, they, they don't, they, they're used to playing in their own building. It's not like they have to get used to the boards and the bounces and everything else because that's their own now. So it's a big advantage for the guys that get called up, and it's a big advantage for us, uh, you know, playing in front of San Jose and Barracuda fans. I remember a couple of years ago, I apologized to you for making you get up so early to do a radio interview on AHL hockey. You're like, you laughed at me. You're like, I, I get up every day at four to do this. Uh, <laughs> so things aren't slowing down for you. I want to thank um, anyone. Uh, you know, John McCarthy was the player that really stood out last year for the SJ Barracuda. When I interviewed him, great young man, great leader. I would imagine he's got a coaching career down the road. Got a lot of experience last year with the Olympics. Uh, talk a little maybe about your, is he still your captain, John McCarthy? Yeah, Johnny Mac's back. Um, Mac. You know, I never really talked too much about our wings, you know, that we have this year. But, uh, you know, no, he's right in the thick of things. Uh, he's just a, you know, good person, good leader, you know, professional. Um, you know, like when he's in the room, like he, he's automatically the guy that everyone kind of leans on and looks at. And, you know, just... Uh, you know, he's been our captain for the last four or five years and um, just does a great job and takes care of the guys. And like you said, he's got a really good, uh, you know, eye and a knack for the game and sees things. And and uh, he'll, I think it, if he wants to stay in hockey, I imagine he'll have a job in the organization for as long as he wants it here. He's that important. Sounds good. Anything else we should be paying attention to, Mr. Sommer, Coach Sommer, as we uh, get the season started tonight? And again, great tickets available at sjbarracuda.com. And later in the season, I'm going to have tickets to give away when we do these segments. Anything you want to leave on in a positive? Well, I just think that, uh, hey, it's like one of the – it's the only venue that you could go to the SAP for 
under ten dollars or ten dollars a ticket. Yeah. You know, I think it's uh, you know it's it's the the next wave of NHLers coming up. It's an opportunity to be whole family. It's not going to kill you. Actually, tonight is a uh, dollar hot dog and two dollar beers and Friday, so yeah, yeah. Two dollar beers, one dollar hot dogs, free parking for cars of four or more. Love it, Roy. I got to cut you off. Uh, your cell phone's cutting out on us. Thanks for joining us. You can be found at sjbarracuda.com. It's your twenty third season with the Sharks organization. Congratulations. Twenty first is the head coach of the Sharks top affiliate. Uh, pretty cool stuff. You were an Oakland native. He got to play with Wayne Gretzky, um, which is pretty cool when he played as a player. He scored once and got in a fight in his three games that he played. Uh, but he actually did some pretty cool things with roller hockey in the Bay Area, too. So uh, pretty cool. The opponent for Friday night tonight, the Ontario Reign, the L.A. affiliation affiliated club. So beat L.A., beat L.A. Um, he won an AHL Calder Cup. Um, uh, who did um, the uh, Mike Struthers, Mike Struthers, who Summer played with and won a Calder Cup with. Um, San Jose's big opponent, the Ontario Reign, are led by one of Sommer's old play, uh, uh, teammates. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, and by the way, Mr. Sommer is the AHL leading coach and wins 725. So come on out, watch the Young Sharks, the Young Barracuda, as they turn into Young Sharks. It's a cool way to follow player development. And that's even more important now than ever before in the NHL. Check it out at sjbarracuda.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show and for putting up with my love of hockey AM 1220 KDOW is a great group to work with. And the fact that they put together business and hockey, I think is a genius idea. A few other people would think that, but it's pretty darn genius in my mind. Um, you could, again, check out the games here on AM 1220 KDOW. Learn more about the San Jose Barracuda against the Ontario Reign. What's interesting is uh, just by pulling up the Barracuda webpage, Sure enough, my uh, next banner ad that comes through is buy tickets <laughs> on a different web page, right? So anyhow, we got that going for us, which is nice. Um, markets are, are toiling right now. I can't say that there's a lot to be made of what the markets are doing. Um, it's just not that exciting, to be quite honest with you. It's the interest rate movement story so far in October that has me buzzing. September Employment Situation Report. It's a situation report with Rob Black. Reportedly uh, showed uh, pretty good numbers. So uh, unemployment drops to 3.7%. A feather in the cap for the Trump administration for those who thought his administration would ruin the economy. It is certainly not ruining the economy. Now, maybe a lot of deficit spending, which is a bit of financial engineering, Let's borrow from the future so it can stimulate today. Strength today in utilities, healthcare, stocks, and financials, weakness in information technology and communication services. Um, as far as stories go today, big bombshell this week about the Chinese spies were able to secretly implant chips in the servers. Apple says it has never found any malicious chips or vulnerabilities in any server, but the report got treated as if it's true and real. 
And uh, a lot of stocks got hit yesterday to the tune of uh, some of the Chinese manufacturing companies that companies like Apple would have to say, you know, we don't trust your government if the story is true. Snap shares tumble below $8 for the first time. Oh, snap. Evercore analyst Anthony D. Clemente said Instagram was irreversibly hurting the company. Wow. You don't remember. Maybe you do. Back in the 90s, there was companies that would uh, try to do cute little things for your PC. And Bill Gates was having none of it. He was like, you know, if you're going to give a free service, if you're going to give a service that doubles someone's hardware, uh, their hard drive from, you know, 10 megs to 20 megs. Well, we'll build that into Windows. Square's out there. They're one of my favorite new stocks to talk about in the last year. They're bankrolling merchants to let them extend credit to shoppers. Companies extend credit to customers of merchants for purchases between $250,000 and $10,000 through its consumer side lending Square installments. Uh, not only do they benefit from more transactions, but they also benefit from charging an interest rate on loans. Um, stay away from the stock. The uh, owner of MoviePass just freed up more room to sell more stock. Helios and Matheson has reached an agreement with creditors that would reduce the number of shares it needs to set aside for notes it, is, it issued. So they're basically just selling the stockholder out to keep funding their ill-fated, quick-dying service. It's a great. It was a great service at its heyday, but when you increase your share count eighty thousand percent. It, it, it's a murder to the people who bought and believed in you. And um, I'm not going to say it shouldn't be tolerated, but I kind of feel like it shouldn't be tolerated. Um, in my opinion, I told a broker advisor for taking any action on anything bought, sold, or sold or bought, or manufactured and repackaged, or you get the idea. Um there's a analyst that Wall Street kind of loves. His name is Jeffrey Gunlock. He works with Double Line. And he said the 30-year Treasury bond yield is broken above a multi-year base, which should lead to significantly higher yields for financial markets. And as he's been saying, two consecutive closes above 3.25% on the benchmark 30-year Treasury means that his statement in 2016 that we were seeing the low uh, on interest rates is now looking, you know, corroborated by what we're seeing play out. Um, he's a pretty smart guy. I remember at one point in time when the ten-year treasury bounces to two point two five, he goes, "No, no, it's going to get lower." He's, he's like one six, one six. So he he's pretty darn good at calling the rates on a technical basis as well as fundamentals. He manages one hundred twenty-three billion dollars. He said the stock market. Um, in the United States, it started to take notice and will continue to particularly if speed of which rates becomes to rise is fast. It's alarming. Higher interest rates means higher debt payments. Higher interest rates mean higher borrowing costs. Higher interest rates mean higher refinancing costs and less profit. So I believe, and I mostly agree with him, that this era of the stock market continuing to expand the longest bull market in history, right after one of the greatest recessions in history. Um, I believe this is something we should notice right now. Um, he noted that stocks outside the United States are already down significantly from the January 26, 2018 synchronized high, which will go down in history as the peak for the global stock market for this cycle. So he's not saying we're done forever, but he thinks... Um, the emerging markets and the markets outside the United States are telling us 
trouble ahead. Uh, while the United States benefits from the low unemployment numbers and the tax cuts, it can't do it forever. If other countries aren't spending, then that will bleed into us. Uh, kind of a flu-like scenario is the thought. Um, Elon Musk is at it again, right? Tesla shares dropped 5% a day after CEO Elon Musk sent on a tweet that appeared to mock the Securities and Exchange Commission. His settlement's not even a week old. And the fact that he turned down the settlement and then went back to the settlement cost his company another $10 million. Um, so yesterday he referred to the SEC as, uh, you know, the shorts. Uh, he, he was giving them props for, just, I don't get why you want to mock the SEC when they kind of regulate you. I, I get that you want to have the ability to show the world how great you are, but pick your fights. What was that all about? <clears throat> 800-516-1220-H calls in the air. Netflix is down 15% from its high. And a lot of people think there's more paint ahead. Netflix has fallen 15% from its all-time high. And Netflix has been a weaker stock than the broader NASDAQ. And that's of concern. In large part, it's underperforming. Maybe not its peer, because NASDAQ's a lot of stocks and it's just one. But Facebook... Amazon, Netflix, uh, Google, all struggling a bit. All buying opportunities. You're not going to get Netflix 50% off, maybe 15, maybe 20. Um, that's the thought. So if it's going to hurt you if it goes down more after you buy it, then don't buy it or scale into it. You know, when I tell you Netflix is down 15% from its uh, recently, it's also up 80% for the year. So that's out there. Netflix in the news today. Part of our trading nation. Dun, 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 dun. We are a trading nation. Um, <laughs> I plant this flag and I hereby take thee. Um, Elon Musk's SEC tweet <clears throat> is the type of thing that will stop the company from succeeding. I want to punch that in one last time before I move on to something else. Um, try to stay with the FANG stocks. I think I should stay with the FANG stocks ever so slightly. Uh, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, they're widely held and they've underperformed recently. The stock that I think is the most compelling is Facebook because their bad news is out there. Hacks and, uh, you know, there could be worse bad news. Like, hey, Mark Zuckerberg went up on a bridge uh, tower and started shooting innocent people. There could be more bad news down the road, but I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. Because if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party you would have. If the market begins to roll over, you're actually going to see the Googles and Netflixes um, start to sell in a little bit in panic. But the start to sell in a little bit of panic has already happened in Facebook. So I would say... The 160 level, 150 to 160, it seems to be holding in pretty, pretty smartly. And if you were to take a look at what's called a relative strength index, when it gets down to that 160 level, uh, you can almost draw a line across it and it holds. Um, like Adobe, I mean, can always consider other stocks out there. Uh, you don't have to own the sexy, sexy ones. Uh, you know, you don't have to know. 
date the ones named Giselle. <laughs> uh, you, you can go with like sometimes the sisters, and there's some pretty women there too, right? So a lot of cloud stocks are expected to maintain double-digit sales growth over the course of the next five years. Adobe's set to lead the way. They're still a market leader in digital media. So that's out there. So if you feel uncomfortable with Fang or you feel uncomfortable with the safer of those names, the Facebook. Uh, and again, consult a broker advisor for taking action on anything mentioned on this show. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Uh, YouTube TV is rolling out some new features. And YouTube TV was the, the company or, or the product I chose when cutting the relationship with Comcast. And <clears throat> I'm happy that they continue to innovate. I think there is some innovation in what, they're tra- what they've pulled off so far. Their streaming alternative to cable TV has earned rave reviews. But yesterday, they introduced a bunch of new features that improve the user experience of the subscription streaming service and enhance its DVR capabilities. New features come as YouTube TV continues to expand its content menu beyond its existing selection cable TV. So they're able to fold in things like an NBA pass and figure out how to do it so that you, you get everything that you want. Because I think that's the thing that, people, that cable gave us. It was too much of everything. But there was always something, in theory, sports or something, that you know kept you then. Um, so the newest YouTube features for YouTube TV will automatically update for users and take us another step forward. And again, I just throw it out there in large part. It's nice to see what they're doing. YouTube TV added a dark theme to cut down on glare. Um, they tweaked its live tab, TV tab, because that's probably the biggest, I'd say, not not confusion, but it's got the highest learning curve tied towards it. So good for Google. And again, I own shares of Google, so consult a broker provider for taking any stocks on any stock that I mentioned. Um, I know, right? So Costco crumbles a little bit. Um, Talking about disappointing, you know, Costco is one of those companies that you think is Amazon-proof, but the discounter earned uh, okay. It warned, though, that material weakness and internal financial control is coming in what's called a 10K, which is a filing that they have to do with the SEC. Now, the SEC is mad at Elon Musk. So Costco is saying there's going to be some costs internally coming and when you costs happen and the interest rates rise it can ultimately hit you snaps up slightly today its ceo set a goal of profitability in 2019 in the memo to employees lowe's is lower today after naming a new interim chief financial officer now i don't know lowe's intimately obviously they're a sister stock to home depot but they can move lower in large part because the market moves lower but in this case it's being blamed on a new cfo and what's interesting about that is sometimes you go, okay, why is the old CFO leaving? Is the new CFO, Chief Financial Officer, going to be more aggressive or more conservative? And these are all real good questions. Tesla's lower after CEO Elon Musk couldn't help himself, and he tweeted about the Securities Exchange Commission just a day after reaching a settlement with the agency. This has to stop, dude. <laughs> I don't own shares of your company, but I feel bad for people who do. It's time to stop, Okay. Next week, banks start to report numbers, and they'll talk 
lovingly about interest rates and how they've moved up, and that helps their business. So companies like Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Citigroup are all stocks that you should look at or think about, um, or financial stock that you feel comfortable, like a U.S. bank. I'm not telling you like the easy ones. I'm just saying uh, as banks start to report their earnings, no one's going to care what you, de- what you just did. They're going to care about what you say about the future. Just like Costco said, future costs are going to be a problem. Wall Street doesn't care about the past. You know, f- uh, forget, uh, dwell on the past, shame on me, forget the past, shame on you, or well, I don't know, something like that, right? So it's important, but it's not that important. Yankees and Red Sox start their ALDS series in Boston today. There used to be a phrase out of Boston. Oh, that's just Manny being Manny when Manny Ramirez was up to his, you know, odd behavior. Now people are starting to say that about Tesla CEO. Oh, that's just Elon being Elon. (laughs) I know you're saying that's a stretch. That took you a long way to get there. It certainly did. It certainly did. So I, I think bond yields are a story here. And if you're an old person, you tend to want safety. And one of the areas that you want safety is is your, your predictability on cash. So higher interest rates helps seniors get some sort of return on their safe money. Ten-year treasury is playing with 3.21%. The move on the 10-year treasury was long overdue. Uh, because the Fed said they were going to do it. They started doing it. It sat, it sat. The ingredients were in place. You had an economy that was getting stronger from the tax cut juice. Oh, I should show so patent that. Tax cut juice? Are you kidding me? Federal Reserve is going to continue to raise its short-term interest rate target. That's expected. Um, so we'll see how, you know, it's expected the Federal Reserve raises interest rates again in December. At some point in time, I would expect this to slow a bit more. Uh, but in the past, the Federal Reserve would you know not tell us what they're doing, and then just you know march ten straight hikes together. And when you march ten straight hikes together, you get a, a situation where recessions happen. So that's worthy of note. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get calls on the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how 19, 2019 plays out for GE because that is a troubled kingdom. And to be CEO of that kingdom, it's like the barbarians are at the gate. Marijuana stocks rallied again as investors got high on CBD-infused drinks. Constellation Brands is probably the safest way to play the marijuana craze. Um, and then at that point in time, you're going to take on a little bit more risk or a little bit more stocks maybe ahead of themselves, like Canopy Growth or Kronos Group or Aurora Cannabis. Um, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm here to be. I'm here to help. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.